Mindfulness Mode, Episode 39. I recognized early on that I had to take control of my mind in order to live that level of success that I wanted to live. Reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness on Mindfulness Mode with me, your host, Bruce Langford. On Mindfulness Mode, we talk about how people from all walks of life have discovered mindfulness and how it's impacted their lives to help them become more calm, focused, and happy. Hey, Mindful Tribe, thanks for joining me again today. I'm sharing ways to bring more calm into your life. I'm hosting an upcoming webinar where you'll learn three important strategies to calm your busy mind so you can do more of what you love, golfing, vacations, time with friends, all happening on December 30th, 2 o'clock Eastern, 11 o'clock Pacific. Feeling overload? Need some calm? Join us at mindfulnessmode.com slash webinar. See you there. Okay, Mindful Tribe, let's get started. I'm totally thrilled to have Mark Bonus on the line today. Hey, Mark, are you in mindfulness mode? I was born in mindfulness mode, Bruce. But today, yes, I had a 20-minute walk this morning, so I'm focused. I'm just really charged to, to live out my day here in Australia in a, in a place of mindfulness. That is great. Mark Bonus is a speaker and coach whose main goal is to be an inspiration to those he works with. Based in Melbourne, Australia, his focus is on helping you make a life change which will transform your mind, body, spirit, relationships, and wealth. Mark has a degree in theology and has studied psychology, spirituality, and NLP, which stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. Mark, tell us what you're working on in your life right now. Yeah, there's two aspects of my work right now. One is I work with a whole bunch of coaches from around the world, whether it's life coach, business coach, personal trainer, to help them to really build businesses that transform people's lives. So I have a Facebook group called I Work in Personal Development, 12,000 coaches in that. And then I also, as you mentioned, run my own movement called Life Change the Revolution. I'm addicted to empowering people to live the life that they were created to live. Wow, and I can, I can tell from your energy that you really are passionate about this. But what made you become passionate about this? Where did you get the interest in it? Yeah, great question. So yeah, my story really, it, it all comes out of my personal experience, which is it, it's quite sort of uh, in depth and was in pain, painful at the time. But basically, at the age of 26 years old, I'd, I, as you said at the beginning, I'd done my, I was going through my degree in theology. I was in this, uh, I was a Christian, I was speaking, I was grown as a Christian leader, like a church leader, speaking at events, running magazines, I got married, so I was building a big non-profit organization, taking people to Africa, I got married, and I was growing as this big leader, speaking at these big events, and I was being interviewed, um, you know, on, on amazing sorts of platforms, and writing books, all that kind of stuff, and then my, my, marriage was really struggling so it was that tension between growing in that leadership space but I felt like a fraud underneath one day I knew it was over my marriage ended and I knew that that was it the age of 26 years old and so I hit the the lowest point of depression ever and literally um, that night I turned to Google and I googled most quickest and painless way to end my life and that night that is what I tried to do to to wipe my existence off the face of the planet Bruce wow wow this is just so so disconcerting to hear your story so so what happened from there 
Absolutely. So I woke up the next day in hospital and this, I, I always say that my, my breakdown was the beginning of the revelation of my purpose. So I woke up in hospital the next day. And, and previous to that, I was looking at my future as this, this, this dark future that I didn't want to walk into. And yet the next day I realized waking up in hospital, being so close to not existing, I realized that life is just pressures that you can create it, you can mold it, you can interact with it, you can play with it. And yet we take life for granted. So in that moment, I committed myself to empowering myself. And uh, I have a goal of empowering 10 million people to live the life that they were created to live. So it was because I came so close to just destroying everything in my own life and not being here that I then made a decision to transform my life. And three months later, so I launched a business I saw my future as just blank, blank canvas. I could paint whatever I wanted on it. I wanted to create my future. Three months later, I'd launched a business that was in the media around the world. So I leased a 200-acre island in Fiji that had nothing on it, invited the world to become tribe members. Uh, they built an eco-island. I found myself literally three months after going through the lowest point in my life. I was on Good Morning America, Today Show, New York Times. The concept was filmed for 18 months. Uh, by Rupert Murdoch's daughter, Liz Murdoch, and became a five-part primetime TV show that aired in the UK, America, and Australia. So now I'm dedicated to teaching people these processes that I learned to take my life from rock bottom to serious levels of success. Wow, that is so exciting. So if a client comes to you and they're like, oh, Mark, help me, help me to, to reach my level of success, what is your first step with that client? That's a great question. Um, first step is really to understand what, what roadblocks are in their life right now. So I want to I wanna know exactly what's going on in their life, the, the things that they're struggling with, the, the things that they're finding hard. And, and it's really this deep level of honesty. It's challenging. It's vulnerable. So it's, it's the very first step that I, I teach in terms of when I had to go through the process that I, I went through of rebuilding my life. And that first step was looking at myself in the mirror, eyeball to eyeball, and acknowledging the things that I did like about myself and the things that I didn't like about myself, that real pure level of honesty. So then we have this base platform where we know where to go from and the things that we need, the, the hurdles that we need to overcome. Mark, I want to go back with you to where you first started using mindfulness in your life. And I don't know where that is, but tell us about it. Absolutely. So it was certainly that 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 point, Bruce, that when, you know, when I just hit this lowest point in my life, and of course, there's that moment of awakening. And that moment of awakening for me was, I'm going to, you know, live this amazing life. I'm here for a purpose. I want to lead, lead live, and, and, and just, just live this kind of life-changing legacy. But there was always these shadows hanging over, and we all have this, that whatever experiences that we have in our past, we can be really positive about the future, but then doubt creeps in. And, and you know, we start doubting who we are and what we're about, and our mind wanders off on, well, what if, what if I did this different in the past? Would my life be different? Would my marriage have been different? And, and started, you know, your mind just goes in all these crazy places, and I realized and recognized early on that I had to take control of my mind in order to live that level of success that I wanted to live. So how did you do that? Really, it was the first, you know, I didn't understand the concept of mindfulness at this stage, uh, and obviously sort of delved into it later on. But 
for me, it was literally bringing my mind back on track. I understood and acknowledged the fact that things that had happened in my life previously, that I couldn't change them. I could not change those things. But what I could do was change my future. So whenever my mind wandered initially to things that I could have, uh, I wish I'd done differently in the past, I just brought it back into the present moment and um, be- was grateful for the fact that I'm still here on planet Earth and things that I think I could have improved or done better, I can make a decision right now to take that wisdom into the rest of my life in the future. So it was just bringing my mind back on track. So you were trained in theology. You have a theology degree. So do you see prayer as a form of mindfulness? Absolutely, I do. Um, and yeah, I, I certainly do. I see it's gratitude, it's appreciation, it's mindfulness. And it's, to me, it's being centered with, with, with the world and, and that connection that we have with everything and everyone within us and within it. Right. Yeah, beautifully put. It really is. There are so many different forms of mindfulness. And in your day-to-day life, Mark, what is the form of mindfulness that you most often practice? It's a great question. And I love exploring um, mindfulness. And I, 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 I went to a great event uh, not so long ago with um, Ruby Wax. Do you know of Ruby Wax? I do not know Ruby Wax, no. Okay. Um, Ruby Wax is a, is a British comedian. She did very, very well very successful, hit the lowest point of depression herself. And then she trained um, and, and, and gained uh, highest qualifications in, in mindfulness. And I, I just love the simplicity of, of the approaches that literally coming back to the moment, literally just appreciating um, the moment right now, feeling the earth beneath our feet, feeling the wind on our faces, you know, and just appreciating the very single moment that we're in just to take check and, and hold of, of who we are in that moment. Because, you know, in today's age, we can be everywhere. We can be on Facebook and we can be looking after the kids and we can be doing everything at once that we just, we're living this treadmill lifestyle and we're not appreciating life right now in the moment. So that's, that's what it is for me really, Bruce. Right. So many of us are not. Now, if a client came to you and you felt just you just felt this client does not understand what it means to live in the present moment how would you approach that client to help them see that i would focus on uh, encouraging them to understand straight away encouraging them to understand the fact that their mind does get busy let's talk about how their mind operates because we don't always acknowledge how our, the directions that our mind wanders in we just we just exist so whether we're worrying about the past on things that we wish we could have changed or done differently, or we're worrying about the future and the bills and all that kind of stuff. So once we kind of almost step out of our minds and have that awareness of what is going on in our mind, we then realize how busy our minds can be. And then we start to, start to talk about the results. So what is what are the results of um, you know, focusing on the past and things that you can't change. Well, of course, it's it's stress, it's worry, it's concern, future finances. So I, I get them to appreciate what is going on in their mind in that moment and then take them through a, a few mindfulness exercises just to understand and appreciate physically that the difference in that moment and how they can start to regain control of their mind. That's great. That's really great. Now, you decided to build your movement. Yeah. And I understand that you even 
uh, made use of an island in Fiji in order to mm-hmm. do that. Tell us about that, Mark. Yeah, so it's a crazy idea. It literally, and it's really important, but you know, I, my life had hit rock bottom, and I basically thought that, well, my future is this now this blank canvas on which I could paint whatever I wanted. And once you've kind of hit that low point, there's nowhere else you, that you can go, right? So if I built a business and the business went bankrupt, it doesn't matter. I'm still here on planet Earth. So it gave me that experience, gave me the most amazing platform to just go for something. So I came up with this crazy idea. So all my friends at the time uh, were using MySpace and Facebook and basically telling me that they were using those social networks to basically hook up with members of the opposite sex. <laughs> and I was thinking, what if we brought people together from around the world online with skills and experiences in order to do something that had a positive offline reality to it hence leasing a 200 acre island that had nothing on it we were going to build we did build an eco community so that it was an eco resort everybody added their wisdom in terms of what we built and how we built it and then they got to come and visit the island take part in its building and development and of course add value uh, to the local Fijians, speaking uh, the local school, spending time with the kids and the families and, and just immersing themselves in this most amazing culture. So it really, it, it, you know, again, that island was was a place for people to go and reconnect with with their mind. There's no internet, you know, there's no television, there's, there's nothing to, to keep them distracted. So you're in this beautiful, beautiful location, this beautiful beach, and you, 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 you have this ability to center yourself and, and, and be grateful about who you are, what you're about, and, and then really focus for the future. So that's the experience that I wanted to give people. Right. That really sounds like an amazing mindfulness experience in itself. Absolutely. It was, it was awesome. <laughs> wow. So exciting. So in your career, tell us a specific challenge that you face. And I'm sure you faced many because you have such an incredible career. How did you use mindfulness to work your way through it? Great question. Yeah. So uh, as I said, you know, working with 12,000 coaches and we run events and Loads and loads of stuff. I, I'm always having notifications on Facebook and text messages and emails. And that's the kind of world that I live in and on planes and running to events. It's literally kind of nonstop. And of course, I love it. But as, you, as I'm looking to grow my business or as, as anybody's looking to make decisions, important decisions about their lives, it's easy to get caught up in um, trying to trying to work out those decisions based upon what if this happens and this happens this and you know and we can create all these scenarios in my head that may never happen so when when i'm about to make a big decision that's really important that when i'm about to make big decisions about my business and people tell me i'm crazy but i will literally take a week off work and it's 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 contrary to what people say and that if you're building a business get stuck in you, you know you've got all this stuff to do i take a week off and I don't consciously think about anything about my business. And that's a mindfulness practice that I teach that if my mind starts to wonder, I start to just come back to the moment and whether I'm going for walks or whatever it is that I'm doing, because I'm allowing my unconscious mind to start to discover some of the answers and the directions that I need to take my business in or, or take my career or life path uh, choices in. So I'm just allowing me to be me just for a week and take time off, no emails, no Facebook, and just allow 
just that connection with who we are in the world around us to just enable me to, to make decisions unconsciously that I then start to reflect on when I get back to work. And it's so much better than trying to figure everything out. And, you know, you stress about all the decisions that you should or shouldn't be making. It's such a more beautiful way to do it. Right. And that can be such a powerful experience. Absolutely. So, you know, when we're trying to make important decisions in our lives, it's easy to, it's easy to, you know, fill your mind with all this stuff as to what you should and shouldn't do. But yeah, taking time out is key. Yes, it is. I'm sure you have lots of examples of how mindfulness has improved your life, Mark. But was there ever a time when you just really struggled with the idea of mindfulness? Yeah, look, it's a it's a continuous challenge because, you know, again, taking a week off when you're at the busiest part of your business is is not something in the sort of it kind of feels like it's just in your sane mind you wouldn't do take time out when you need to invest more time into something. But it, those challenges are consistent in terms of just being present, being mindful. You know, our minds love to wander off. Our minds love to take control and 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 be masters of us and it's it's learning to pull back and 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 be that master and own your mind so that you're focused right so it's it's a continual continual challenge day in day out yeah mindful tribe i hope you're really listening to mark as he talks about these doubts that we have these doubts that we all have and you know we want to feel positive we want to move forward we want to you know practice mindfulness if it helps us but of course Mm. most of us and i think all of us we have doubts and we have to accept that and deal with it and then move forward now mark i want to talk about discipline our mindful tribe listeners sometimes say they have trouble Mm. staying disciplined with the daily practice of mindfulness what are your comments on that great question again and for me, it's really important that we, we're just aware. We just have that awareness. And, you know, again, just to quickly go back and bring that into the struggle as well, but it's easy to start to tell us our minds that, look, what we're doing with mindfulness, it's some 21st century quack, you know, quackiness right. to it or, you know, a bit woo-woo, a bit out there. But the reality is that being in that moment, being present is so key to, to, to what it is that I say, to, to live the life that you were created to live, which is just the beautiful essence of who you are. So that discipline is always a challenge. But it's, but it's simply being aware of that. And I feel that when I talk to people about mindfulness, that there's this kind of level of tension that we feel that we're not we're not doing enough or we're not doing it right or you know we some people struggle with folk just five minutes of just being in in the moment and meditating or whatever it is they do and and it has the reverse effect in that they feel down about themselves they get stressed I can't do it but it's simply raising that that openness of awareness on that situation and there's no judgment it's being judgment free on yourself and that we're all in this beautiful space of learning and growing together and and when you act in a way towards yourself that is judgment free you get greater results right yes that piece about judgment we just have to get over it do not judge yourself Mark, I've worked in bullying prevention for quite a while, and I've seen how the practice of mindfulness can make a huge difference in the lives of people who have been bullied. Do you have a story about bullying that may involve adults or children and may have involved mindfulness? A really kind of personal story that when I was, um, when I was a kid myself at school, 
and I was I was bullied like crazy at school. Um, really? I, I, yeah, I hated school. Oh. Um, every you know, all the kids around me were they were all into sport and football and all that kind of stuff, and and I was the guy that was into drama and the creative art side of things. So I was I was bullied severely, it, and I remember one specific occasion when I was walking home from school, and um these lads came up to me these guys came up to me and literally just pushed me into this bush that was full of prickles and had all these nettles and stuff in me and and I used to stress so much about being bullied and it was that it was even before understanding what mindfulness was it was that awareness of just being present in in that moment and, and just that appreciation for all the amazing things that were in my life. And that's what I used to do at such a young age, 13 years old. I was bullied and, and my response to that would not be to re- retaliate, but to focus on what are the amazing things that I do have in my life. And this this stuff, this stuff in this moment is simply passing and it you know it's happening and it will pass. But the, the amazing stuff in my life will always be there. So it was that it was that kind of gratitude and mindfulness through gratitude that helped me get through that situation. Amazing. It sounds like you were mindful back then without even really knowing it or understanding exactly what it meant. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, anybody struggling with bullying and, and going through that situation, it's 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 for me just being appreciative and allowing the positives in your life to outweigh that negative and being aware of that is just transformational. Right. Mark, my next questions are part of the multi-mode round. Just short 30-second answers are perfect. Here's the first one. Who's one person who has influenced your mindfulness practice? I would say um, Eckhart Tolle. Right. How has mindfulness affected your emotions or those of your clients? Uh, mindfulness affected my emotions. It's enabled me to be aware of my emotions and to respect my emotions, but also to to rein them in when my emotions aren't serving me at that particular moment in time. Tell us how breathing is part of your mindfulness practice. Yeah, sure. So I, I love this, this this being aware of breathing, this deeper level of breathing. And you know, I I know that I'm somebody who's running through my day, and I, I I undertake this kind of shallow breathing throughout the day. So it's a big thing for me that just being in the moment, just meditating, and allow myself to breathe deeply. It, I just feel this deeper sense of connection with with the world when I'm breathing deep and I focus on the fact that as I'm breathing, the world around me is planet Earth is breathing at the same time. And that beautiful level of connectedness just inspires me. I love the way you the way you use words to describe that, Mark. Can you share an app which helps you be more mindful? Yes, I love um, uh, a website called calm.com. Right. Uh, I don't know if you know that. Uh, it's also an app. I do. Awesome. Uh, a guy called Alex Chu, um, who I know quite well, set that up. And yeah, it just, it just enables you in that kind of disconnected world of being online and being busy that you can tap into an app and, and check on a, um, uh, a meditation to help you focus. Yeah, totally. If you could recommend a book on mindfulness, what would it be? Power of Now. Excellent. What advice would you give a person who is new to mindfulness and they'd like to start using it in their life? Go at your own pace. Like mindfulness is is literally whatever that means for you in that moment with regards to taking control of your mind. So it's easy to see people out there that may be far ahead and they can focus and you know have 
30 minutes of deep levels of meditation, but just take baby steps and allow the the beauty of those baby steps to transform your your life in in that moment and just awaken you to new levels of understanding rather than placing pressure on yourself to be at this crazy level just enjoy the process mindful tribe just listen to mark about you know don't put pressure on yourself and it's so hard not to sometimes i mean we all tend to do that but really don't judge yourself just mm. accept just accept Mark, do you have any nuggets of wisdom to leave with us today? Yeah, look, um, we all need mindfulness in our lives for different reasons, the busyness, the stress, the anxiety that we may feel in this kind of modern day life. And the, the kind of tagline for me when I went through that experience of hitting the lowest point of depression in my life and, and, and ultimately trying to end my life was just this, this focusing on this mantra, which for me is we live life once. Right. That we live life once. So whatever you're going through, whatever negative experience, things pass, life goes on, life changes, and just enjoy the fact that you're alive on planet Earth because at one stage in my life, I nearly ended everything. And now I have such a deeper level of appreciation. So we live life once. Remember that if you're in an argument. Remember that if you know, you're stressed uh, about the future or money or whatever. We live life once. Just enjoy life. Mark, it's been fantastic to spend this time with you today and learn about how you use mindfulness in your life and how you have for a very long time. It's just fantastic. I want to thank you so much for joining us today on Mindfulness Mode. Thank you so much for having me, Bruce. It's been an absolute honor. And if any of you guys would like, your guys would like to check out my work, uh, head over to lifechangetherevolution.com where they will be able to find more about my stuff. Excellent. I was just going to ask you how we could connect with you. So so it's life. Repeat that. Will you please, Mark? Sure. Lifechangetherevolution.com. Lifechangetherevolution.com. And let's yeah. just let that settle into our minds. Lifechangetherevolution.com. You can connect with Mark, learn more about what he does, and he does change lives and will change 10 million lives. That's his goal. Mm -hmm. So exciting. Thanks again, Mark. Thank you so much for your time, Bruce. Bye now. Thank you so much for joining us today on Mindfulness Mode. For insightful blog articles and show notes for every episode, check out mindfulnessmode.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you could help us out by clicking on the iTunes link on our website and leave a rating and review. In appreciation, I'll mention you at the top of an upcoming show. Till next time, Mindful Tribe, use what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.